Hey, raise it up, why? Raise it up. time that's really funny because I'm only talking to the people on YouTube and it's funnier because of course I'm talking to a camera right now but I hope you all are in 2020 having an amazing time um my name is Yann Vaughn also known as Y and this is another episode of Raise It Up Y the podcast um we are coming at you quasi live on the last Thursday January 2020 in an episode that we're calling how do i become more self-aware a lot of these uh titles are going to be a little more self-explanatory these days not in a bad way but just in a way that if you all are looking for some sort of clarity regarding the things that this podcast promotes like self-awareness likes uh, a higher and more uh, uh vibrant vibes that you could be broadcasting as well as expanding your capacity for love, which is knowledge. I want you to know what you're getting into, because as of late, I've been prescribing these episodes like medicine. And when it's more straightforward, people kind of know where to go in order to find what they're looking for. I want to really thank all of you who have been rocking with us for one year now. This has been one year in the making. And I couldn't feel more proud. This is one of my proudest uh, endeavors, I can say, that we're embarking upon. Um, Opposite of proud is that in one year, I still have yet to learn how to do baby hair. So that's still... But it's behind my ear, right? So if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hello with the sound of my voice. But uh, you can't see that I was pointing to my slick back hair uh and if you're on youtube hey uh it's good seeing you or you seeing me however this is going i'm thankful for you as a viewer and as a subscriber on any platform that you consume this podcast and um i have yet to get this baby hair thing down so uh don't be surprised if that episode comes at you sooner than later all right um i want to In this episode, kind of recap this journey that I've been on. Um, Some of you know I released my premier body of work called The Wyan EP. Can I? The Wyan EP. If you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I am holding up the EP and the back because apparently someone said I don't show the back enough. Okay, so um, I'm putting this down. But yes, uh, I want to tell you all about that journey because uh, it was a journey. I want you guys to know that. And um, outside of recapping that whole ordeal of putting out the YNEP, I'm also going to feature some segments uh, called Raise Em Up. 
as well as a hashtag high why and maybe even a do a diddy because new page people were asking for a new page so that's why new page is one of the songs on the ep uh yeah i'm gonna give you guys some words of wisdom pay my dues head on out before giving y'all some dates right while we're in the beginning though D.C. and New York, The Emotions is coming to you. So Valentine's Day, you get ready for that. Uh, And the fourth annual Hip Hop Forum is coming at PCC the final Thursday of Black History Month, a.k.a. in one month, a.k.a. uh, the day that episode 15 will air because it will be the last Thursday of February, and a.k.a. 227. February 27th at 6 p.m. Kreveling Lounge. I'm just giving you guys that now so you don't have to wait all the way until the end. That was a lot. I know. Have you guys missed me? It's quite clear. I've missed you. Let's get to grounding. All right. Grounding. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Excerpt. Uh, If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you're noticing that it went from episode 12 to episode 14. That's because episode 13 is exclusively on YouTube. I'm not going to tell you about it. You're just going to have to go check it out and see what's there. Okay, now, grounding, all right? (sighs) At this moment... I would like to invite all of you watching and or listening to close your eyes if you feel so inclined. If you're driving, I invite you to please keep your eyes open and really take a moment to be right here with me. Hear my voice, feel your feet. Wiggle your toes, touch your nose, and just recognize that you're here. Breathe the breath in, blow a breath out. Again, do that in through your nose and out through your mouth. And take a moment to own this, this miracle called life, that you are breathing and winning just by living this life, by spending this time with my voice right now, you're investing into your betterment. Sit with that and feel proud. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go up. Let's do it. Okay. YNEP. Ooh-wee. New year, we've been on a new page with a different story. I love the words to that one because I don't think people recognize that I threatened them in the second verse. No, 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 I do. I, I, I do, yeah. Watch what you say, yo, you don't know me. And who knows me? Yeah, it can get stupid. Yeah, just a little bit. But, um, so, I learned some lessons uh, from this. Dave, hand me one of my phones behind you. Of course, this is all what we didn't do in pre-production. <laughs> um, the words are bigger on the Android. Um, I actually documented this because I knew that this moment would occur today. Uh, what I did was I made, um, you know how on Instagram you can make highlights 
of certain moments and stuff like that. Well, I have a whole highlight reel called the YNEP, and there was so much uh, content in it. I learned that you can only have uh, 100 stories in each highlight. So I have two called uh, YNEP in on the at Wyanna page, W-Y-A-N-N-A. And this journey, this trek started with me back 14 weeks ago. 14 weeks ago is just over three months. Just over three months ago. Um, I just wanted to read this to you because I remember feeling away and I wrote this after writing out in the morning, uh, which I do every morning. Um, Here's why I focus on affirming the creative. This is what I wrote. My last two posts come from 2017 on my page at the time. I've had them in my phone and I've never put them up because I had messed up during the performances from my perspective. One was a poem. One was me singing a song. Uh, I'd misspoken on one of the poem parts and I'd missed a note on another one of the parts. Uh, Coming from a Grammy Award winning legacy and being the first master's degree holder in my family, one would think I had all of the substantiated confidence I needed to know that I was great despite a couple mess ups. <laughs> and I said, nah, with with uh, with this. <laughs> uh, that's when I started my trek to worthiness, worthiness and wealth, both come from within. As many depressed millionaires as I've encountered and overtly decorated artists and educators that I know that look for others to affirm them, I must repeat that worth and wealth, worthiness and wealth, general wealth, will only come from your recognition of those things from within you. So my gift to myself at 37, the age I turned uh, last year, was that I decided I was happy with YN in every moment I could find to be aware of her. Flaws and all, beauty, flaws and all, beauty overall. And this was the time that I decided to announce I was going to create an EP. That is why my first project, the YN EP, is called the YN EP. Just a recognition of the chick herself. And it's a collection of art from over 13 years of my flyness. I ended with saying we dropped Friday, December 13th, and I'm happy as fuck about it. I had to put a little put a little nip looking marathon continues flag on there as well as my uh my own rocket. And the next post in that particular highlight called YNEP on my at W-Y-A-N-N-A uh Instagram page is me at my first listening party, which was at the college with my students. Um why I bring all of this up, especially to you creators out there, one, 
I want us all to kind of realize that we all create every single day of our lives. We create the life we'd like to live. Uh, you can recognize that you're an active participant in that and become more aware. I think that's what 2020 is going to be about for me because having a vision for your life is how you're able to actively navigate where your life will go. I could see you feeling very lost and unknowing of what life is going to look like for you if you don't have a particular vision or a goalpost set for yourself. Think about it in football. We know exactly where the touchdown is going. It's in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? They, they look at it. They are running towards it. The team that's trying to score is facing this space and they're running and they're jumping and they're fighting damn near each other. It's really an awesome sport, football. But anyways, they are going hella hard at one another all to get to their goal, which is in their vision. If you don't have your goal in your vision, I can see that you would maybe feel a little lost, not knowing where to go. Well, mine was in my vision. And we ended up having one of the best release parties I could have anticipated Uh and it went no way planned. It At the last minute, maybe days before it was to occur, changed venues unexpectedly. First time in the history of the venue where we were going. Um, we switched to a venue that happened to have some um, other activities going on that night. And we just attempted to accommodate everyone. And in the end, I feel like all of us won. The place where we ended up having the particular uh, uh, event, the Hot and Cool Cafe in Lamert Park, uh, there was a show that went on, a comedy show that went on before the EP release. I feel like they got some cross promotion because some people that were coming for me came early. So I feel like new audience uh, uh, members created fans they may not have had. And then when my show came on, some people from the comedy show stayed that would not have probably stayed and consumed my music. So concisely, I can say the lessons learned in dropping the YN EP from that night. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we put the music out on a platform, a distributing platform. And by some happenstance, randomly, the project didn't get distributed to the two major streaming platforms, which is Spotify and Apple Music. And I tell you, it did not necessarily happen the way that I planned it. I was stressed out. I cried. I was sad. I was like, I feel like something is trying to sabotage all of this. And of course, what ended up happening, happening was that there was a divine timing going on that, in my opinion, lengthened the relativity of my project to where instead of it just coming out on the 13th and, you know, having eyes on it for a minute, by the time it actually became available to the masses, it was like two days before the new year, people had been tweeting and texting me and spreading the word and Instagramming and uh, Facebooking and a bunch of stuff about all of it all the way into the new year. I don't know if you know, music today has a very, very short uh, attention span life where 
people really, really care about your music. They care so much for the first maybe 14, 15 days. And then if you can keep people talking about it after that, you got something. You really got something. But mostly, this is a pop and fizzle culture. So the way that things happened, it was like, in one hand, a letdown that everything didn't happen on the 13th as much as I love 13s. But on the other hand, there was this prolonged anticipation, everyone looking, celebrity friends of mine, hey, I'm trying to put, I want to put your stuff on a playlist. Where do I get, how do I, blah, 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 blah. People on my behalf calling up to Spotify, places, uh, uh, Apple. And it was a little bit of a frenzy on my side of the world. And it was really dope because you got to see a lot of people, I got to see a lot of people come out for me that I didn't know had my back the way that they had my back. Uh, it was a time where I can say the lessons I learned were that, one, uh, the time to prepare for war is during a time of peace. What that means is for, I don't know, all the time that I've had this podcast, which has been a year um, and longer, I have a morning ritual, a morning ritual that kind of grounds me and keeps me founded all throughout each and every day. I take time to myself meditatively. I consume brain food. I thank God for all that is dope and powerful and fly in the mornings. I uh, I have coffee because hmm. coffee is from Jesus, basically. Yeah. Come on, listen now. Hold up. So I have coffee, uh, but I have coffee in my right out corner in my room, just this nice little space with all the best smelling diffused oils and things like that. I just really pamper and shower myself in the front of my day because if I don't make sure that I get in my day, I know, I am fully aware that everybody in this life will come for pieces of my day, pieces of my time. Hey, can you, hey, can you, hey, can you? And take, take, take with no intent on making sure that I get, get, get. Uh, it is my responsibility to make sure I am fed and happy. It is my responsibility to make sure that I am a whole woman each and every day, the best version of myself, no one else's. So the fact that I have for days on end over a year's worth of making sure that I've plotted myself with my feet in the front of my day, giving love and positivity, everything that I attempt to give you all once a month, I give that shit to myself on a daily basis, the first hour of my day. So some people are like, the early bird gets the worm when I call you, you should answer. No, fuck you. Simple. The first hour of my day, and I don't care when I wake up, the first hour of my day is mine, period. I make sure that I give to me and myself and everyone can take whatever they want or whatever I choose to give them, I should say, at the end of that. But that one hour is YN's. And what it's made me do is experience peace, uh, self-gratification, acknowledgement of my worth. I don't gain my worth from how many likes, retweets, shares, uh, purchases of my album, or rather my EP, or my book, or how many people are looking at my podcast or listening to it. No, my worth comes from just like the YN's words of wisdom from episode 12, just the fact that I got up, the fact that God called me up one more day, you understand, the fact that I'm breathing, and the fact that I'm just fly because I've decided that. That's what I saw in my in my day. 
Wyand woke up. I looked in the mirror. I'm still that bitch. When? And now coffee. You know, so that's exactly how each of my days starts. And I say that one of the lessons I learned is that the time to prepare for war is during a time of peace is because when I'm in those peaceful spaces and I experience that peace each and every day, when all that stress was going on, all those unanticipated events were going on, I was like, you know what? I know that I'm still good. I know that things are still going to work out for me. I know that I'm all right. Life is good. Things will still be good. Okay, it didn't go how I chose for it to go, but it's still going to go. So guess what? Everything's still good. Leading me into my second and my third uh, uh, lessons, which are adversity introduces man to himself, a.k.a. when you're under stress, a very, very real version of you gets revealed to yourself. Some people are fight. Some people are flight. Me, while I look at myself like a beautiful butterfly, I don't fly so well. So when adversity, when stress comes to my door, I put up my dukes and I set my feet and we gonna go toe-to-toe because I'm gonna win. Maybe it's the Aries in me. Maybe it's the West Coast in me. I'm not exactly sure, but I can guarantee you that when I set my mind to something, I'm gonna do it period and point blank. Why? Because I said so and my word is my bond, period. Uh, My third uh, lesson was that unconditional positive regard is my only way I'd like to go. Unconditional positive regard. And I didn't just get that from the coming out of the YNEP. That's actually one of the things for which we stand as an MSW, as a Master of Social Work. Um, I am a social worker, most of you guys know, and a social worker outside of all the other things you think we are is a trained therapist. And one of the ways that we make sure we provide the best services to people possible is by always looking at them in their highest form, in their highest light. We call it unconditional positive regard. So uh, I think Jesus was the first social worker. So when Jesus would encounter people, he wouldn't see them in their current state. He wouldn't see them in their sickness. He would speak to the wellness in them. He would speak to the highest pieces of them that they maybe hadn't even acknowledged, but he knew that that was there. He knew those parts of them were there. And that's how I choose to look at situations with unconditional positive regard. Uh, Abraham Hicks says the enemy to life the way you want it is focusing on life the way it is. Never heard it said like that, actually, but I really fuck with it. Damn. Oh, I was going to say, we should record that. Wow. All right. And I'm having stir fry in moments from now. Um, I'm hungry. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the enemy to life as you would like to see it is when you focus on what is instead of what you want to be. So that unconditional positive regard, man, that's a big one. And last but not least, plan all you can, then fuck it. That's how we do that. You plan all you can, then you fuck it or you go with the flow. In going with the flow, what I what I learned from putting out this dog on EP is, yo, I guess could I could have put as a number five. God got it, man. Or, or who or however you believe uh, the universe has got your back. Uh, uh, love has you grounded. And trust me, 
when you start to walk in that belief, walk in that knowing, uh, I can guarantee all things you do will literally feel like skating as like the most masterful Winter Olympics gold medal winning ice skater. You will literally feel nothing but fun, laughs, love, and the wind against your face as you are just cruising in this life. Uh, plan. Don't be dumb, okay? Do plan everything that you can. And then once you have everything planned to the T, let it all go. Let it all go and watch what happens naturally because that's probably what was meant to happen the entire time so again little recap of the lessons that i learned putting out that ep i figured they were life lessons for me they could possibly be some dope lessons for you one the time to prepare for war is during times of peace so make sure that you're experiencing peace daily so you know how to get back to it when it might be harder to find. Number two, adversity introduces man to himself, meaning when you encounter stress, you're going to see what you're really, really made of. Mind you, it's just one very real and in-the-moment version of yourself. However, that stress will tell you if you are a fight type of individual or a flight type of individual. Number three, unconditional positive regard means Having nothing but the positive, the creative, the vision of what you want to see in this life in your focus. Let that be the thing guiding you. Taking your eyes off of that and focusing on all that is will distract you. It will not attract the future that you're looking for. It will simply distract you and keep you exactly where you are. And number four, plan all you can then fuck it aka go with the flow all right that was awesome stop it stop it stop it why did google think i was to stop 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 bitch i did not even say the name by the way anyways uh raise them up so talking with some of my students they saw a video I had done some time back on goal planning and they said, well, it's still going to be the beginning of the year. I think it would be really good if you uh, helped us goal plan. And um, there was a video they saw of me covering SMART goals. And I want to give that to you all right here and right now. SMART goals in the raise them up section, specifically for some of y'all in Ujima at PCC, Pasadena City College, who badgered me about this. Uh, SMART goals. SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-sensitive goals. Specific. Looking at a goal, you don't want to make what you're looking to attain too broad. Something like, you know what? I want to be different next year. That's a goal. What is different? What does that look like? You know, I just want to be better. Okay, that's good too. Uh, what does improvement then look like to you? Start to spell some things out specifically and you will begin to sharpen your vision much like these gentlemen. They take 
a good amount of time making sure that the cameras that we do this podcast with are literally sharpened. They're in focus for what we're doing. That's paying attention to specific details about the image in front of that lens in order to make sure that it's capturing what we're looking for it to capture. Because I'm sure, Chris, you could make this focus on something behind me, couldn't you? Exactly. So depending on what you want to focus on, it will depend that will determine what you're looking to go towards. All right. So specific smart goals are one specific S.M.A.R.T. Smart goals are also M measurable Two, They are measurable, meaning if you say I want to be better, better. How do I know what better looks like and in what area? Oh, if I usually help, I don't know, one person a week, I want to try to help three people per week. That's now measurable. You'll be able to learn if you are becoming a quote unquote better person in the area of helping people going from one to three people per week. So make your goals measurable. Most people are looking at this in the, especially in the beginning of the year. And I know this because I went to 24 hour fitness the other day and I saw all you motherfuckers that took up all of the fucking walking machines. What do you call those? The treadmill. Yeah. Y'all. If y'all not there in June, go get on the elliptical, please. Because I don't, Never mind. I feel like I'm becoming a different woman. So smart goals, smart goals, specific, measurable, A-R-T, smart goals. So after you're specific and measurable, you are A, attainable, smart goals, S-M-A-R-T. A stands for attainable. Attainable simply means can I do this? Can I do this? Let's quickly go to realistic, which is R, S-M-A-R-T, smart goals. R stands for realistic. So where A, attainable, is asking, can I do this goal? R, realistic, answers the question, should I do this goal? So let me give you an example with the two of them right there. I'm going to work out for four hours every day for a month. That's specific. That's measurable. Four hours every day for one month. That's measurable. You can see that. Can a person do that? Let's say they've never worked out before. Can they do that? The answer is yes. If they are a full-grown adult with relationships and children and bills and things like that, should they do that? Should they do that? Questionable. That becomes questionable because... If you have an eight-hour workday, hopefully you spend 30 minutes with your wife, 20 minutes with your kids. Who knows what the hell people do these days? That four hours starts to look like it infringes upon other time, whether it be just simple resting time, whether it be eating in general time, whether it be sleep time and things like that. So coming up with goals that are realistic uh, really makes sure that not only are they attainable? A, can you do that? But that realistic piece is like, all right, we get it, but should you do that? And ladies and gentlemen, just know, just because you might have to shave down the time and day or you have to kind of alter that goal so that it's not biting off more than you can chew, especially men, let me get on y'all. Sometimes y'all feel defeated or deflated 
or like you're not really a boss because you're not really getting after it, get her done, going through it, getting whatever you guys say these days. The reality is, and these gentlemen who are both creatives can tell you, practice at your craft for 10 minutes every day is better than saying you'll practice your craft for an hour every day and you really only get to it one hour per week. True or false, right? So just making sure that you guys give, even if it's just 10 minutes per day to the thing that you want to do, setting that goal is hella realistic. And it makes sure that you'll actually gain some ground in it. And I think we're kind of covering the time-sensitive thing, too, so that uh, time-sensitive being T in the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, making sure that you give yourself some form of a time guideline i'll call it a time guideline because deadlines suck i don't like the word deadlines deadlines don't feel good but if you use deadlines like guidelines they end up becoming softer and it's more probable that you'll you'll touch on whatever the thing is that you're looking to do so again for this raise them up section smart goals s specific m measurable a attainable r realistic t Time sensitive. I want to lose 15 pounds in 2020. Okay. Is that specific? 15 pounds? Yeah. Uh, Is it measurable? 15, right? We can look at that 15 pounds. Um, Is that attainable? You guys think? That's pretty attainable. Is it realistic? 15 pounds? What is that? 12 months? It's like a little over a pound per month. You can do that. You could do that. It's realistic. It's not going to take you 18 hours in a gym daily. No, it's not. It's not crazy. And is it time sensitive? Yes. In 2020. Right. So that would be an example of a smart goal. Moving right along. I had a high why come from a person that I don't know if they want their identity revealed. However, the question was, how do I know when I'm being self-deprecating? Self-deprecating. I had never spelled self-deprecating, and uh, it forced me to look up the definition. And the definition says, modest or critical of oneself, especially humorously so. Um, Where I had heard self-deprecating most is when people say, yeah, I kind of like self-deprecating humor. And it's where you'll tell a joke and have everyone laughing at the expense usually of yourself and it's usually because you're putting yourself down in some way um that makes my therapist uh uh senses kind of tingle um I don't enjoy self-deprecating humor and I don't enjoy self-deprecating speech towards oneself I think this kind of brings up for me self-talk um how do you talk to yourself when you're in your own space? Uh, that's a good question for you to consider. You, any of you, listening, watching, all that good stuff. Uh, the way in which you speak of yourself is the way you can and or will speak about anybody else. So what Wyan has developed and discovered is that when I'm around a person who can talk shit on themselves, 
it tells me they possess the capability, as every person does, but definitely evidenced in this person, they possess the capability to talk shit and crazy on me or anybody I love. And that's not okay. So I tell people all the time, I don't mind anything that people do or say so long as it is uh, not hurting themselves or others. I don't want you to hurt you or other people. So I feel like self-deprecating humor, speech, and things like that uh, kind of go against what I would like to see people doing. Um, There's a lot of other ways to be funny. I feel like self-deprecating humor might be low-hanging fruit, one. Two, I feel like it might be uh, not even what you would really want anybody to say about you, but it's just you're attempting to eight. I call it eight miling people. Uh, if you haven't known that movie, Eight Mile with Eminem in it, it kind of culminates with spoiler alert. If if y'all ain't seen, anyways, spoiler alert. Uh, it culminates in a rap battle where Eminem kind of takes all of the air out of this great battle rappers. Um, lungs basically by saying all the things all the ways that that battle rapper could talk shit on Eminem's character in the movie Eminem instead talked about himself and so it took all of the punchlines away he was like all right I killed myself now now what can you say and it kind of rendered the other dude speechless and then yay Eminem wins you know and then you once you lose it you groove it and can't let it go spaghetti on my mom's spaghetti so yeah all of that ends up coming up right um Some people try to talk shit on themselves because their general census is, I think other people are already talking shit about me, so let me go ahead and do it first. And um, if that's something you're thinking, I think you need better friends. I think you need a different crowd. I can tell you that in in the world of communication, sarcasm is the number one relationship uh, communication killer. And if communication is like one of the biggest keys to making a relationship work using sarcasm is one of the quickest ways to uh begin to destroy a beautiful thing that you might build with someone that includes you to yourself right what you say to yourself in that mirror or outside of that mirror that's included i want you guys to have some dope positive self-talk again 2020 i'm going to be doing a lot of self-awareness and what we see in ourselves what visions that we have for ourselves um in case you wanted to know synonyms per merriam webster dictionary some synonyms for self-deprecation also include um on the less terrible side something like down to earth or uh humble um or meek and modest But on the more uh, critical side, they have words like lowly. They have words like submissive. They have words like unaggressive, cowering, shrinking, um, naive, uh, you know, things that I don't think people want to be associated with, uh, passive, um, especially the individual that brought this to my attention was a male and we were talking about this about another one of the friends that we knew who is also male i don't think any man wants to come off as passive naive underconfident unaggressive that's not really y'all vibe it's not and if it is then y'all keep doing it because whatever you're looking to do i hope you find that but if you aim for nothing Also, 
Don't be surprised when you get that. All right. Start finding something that you want your uh, life to look like. Get your visions for your lives together in 2020. And really, we're going to do some of this in this self-awareness uh, uh, year together. Also, it's one of the pillars of the podcast, as I will talk about in our YN's Words of Wisdom. Y'all, this is already coming to some close. I feel like we just got here, back like we never left out here. Uh, but um, episode 12's YN's Words of Wisdom, I think some of you guys really uh, uh, felt that, talking about your self-worth. And um, like I kind of told you in my recap, my self-worth was something I discovered on accident uh, progressively throughout 2019. And uh, now that I got a hold of her, oh, man, she ain't going nowhere. I love how I feel knowing that I'm worthy of just being. Um, so as much as I can help you all maybe usher yourselves into that sort of self-awareness as well, I'm here for that shit. I promise you that. Um, and with that, I want to lead you into these YN's words of wisdom. Today we're talking about leaders versus popular followers. Leaders versus popular followers. 2020 is a year of vision, and I'm sure that we've all heard that by now. And keeping in stride with this theme, I thought I'd give you all some words of wisdom that I've learned while on the road where much vision is required to make things happen. Driving in Los Angeles, whether it be the 405, the 110, or the 10 freeways in particular, those are the busiest, ugliest, uh, I want to kill everybody, everybody wants to kill me types of freeways. And the 10 is unassuming. I heard everyone talk about the 405 and the 110. Not even. I meant to say the 101. I did write 110 right here, but it's the 405 and the 101 that I think have the worst uh, traffic in the country. They, they, they looked on that or whatever. But the 10 freeway is a sleeper, ladies and gentlemen. Don't never, never think that the 10 freeway is your friend during rush hour, especially going back inland. I will never work in Santa Monica again, ever, 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 ever. Anyways, in driving in Los Angeles, one learns to develop an outstanding navigation system that includes avoiding Prius drivers, lanes four and five, which are the slow lanes, and anyone that can't fluidly lane change. Speaking of lanes, it helps me illuminate the first point I'd like to drive home this year, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I'd like us to start distinguishing leaders from popular followers in 2020, so let me explain the difference. Leaders drive in their lanes at their designated paces regardless of traffic occurring around them. Leaders are screams, not echoes. Leaders create and innovate the world they'd like to see when things aren't the way they enjoy. When leaders look over at other drivers doing what they do in their lanes, it's generally to learn, to get inspired, or to get motivated. And then a leader is back to doing his or her thing at their own pace. Followers, on the other hand, move at the pace of the traffic in the lanes around them. 
followers, literally, stop looking at their proverbial lanes to focus on how others move. And then they either join in doing exactly what the others are doing or they at the least slow their own progress to keep their eyes on what others are doing or in other cases even stop what they're doing all to focus on how others drive. These folks echo what the screams and noises are around them. Therefore, followers effectively do not learn the sound of their own voice. Followers mimic, copy, repeat, critique, judge, or respond to what others do. Therefore, a lot of followers have a life that consists of looking what other people do, like all the time. So popular followers are folks that may have grand personalities, especially online, and are maybe funny, sexy, controversial, whatever, but their social existence hinges mostly on the fact that they react to content. Whole shows now are dedicated to people reacting to life and content. So being a popular follower starts to look a lot like leadership because you see these people all the time. But the main difference is that with or without external content, a leader can and will maintain their social presence while a follower can't act until someone else does. It's almost like a parasitic relationship to a host. Uh, a parasite is a, is a thing that feeds off of the life of something else that already lives. And so popular followers live a very parasitic life where they gain their energy from other host sources. So Popular followers can be anybody, CEOs, professors, government officials, celebrities, students, literally anybody and no profession is exempt. On the road, it looks like the driver who follows you from the front. Go with me now. You turn on your turn signal to move around an individual who may be a little slower than you in your lane, but they're in front of you. And so you put your signal on to get from around this individual and randomly at the same time. They click on their turn signal and they move directly in front of you into the lane that you were seeking to join. Thinking it's a coincidence, they, you know, kind of stay there and you sort of stay there and you say, you know what, I'll just go ahead and do another lane change. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and click my blinker and then miraculously, the person in front of you has the same bright idea. And they, again, beat you to the punch for a safe lane change and here you merge again behind this driver. Frustrated by this point, you expand your vision, assuming you're a leader. You pan out, surveying the whole freeway and notice that if you slow down, let a couple cars pass and go two or three lanes over, maybe even in a different direction, you can skate ahead, change lanes a mile down and now Mr. Popular Follower is several cars behind you stuck in a gaggle of drivers that all keep the same 
pace. And yes, as you guys can see, I am talking about an actual incident that's happened with me on the road. It happens all the time here in L.A. Uh, but what always gets me is that the popular follower always attempts to head me, but they never want to lead me. So check me out. The person merges to be in front of me. It reminds me of when you were in grade school and there was the kid that always wanted to be in front of you in the line, the line leader and all that sort of stuff. But this person in this car, this driver, he gets in front of you in a new lane to do the same slow speed he was doing in the lane before. Like, wait, what? Popular followers don't lead. They just want to be in front. So like in the world of education, I've often told my students about today's information age that everyone wants to know stuff, but rarely do folks want to learn anything. On social media, leaders post content because they choose to, whether they have 70 or 700 followers. They get more followers because they have compelling content. Popular followers follow you for the follow back. And they want their numbers as high as a leader's or higher, but they don't want to do leading edge shit. They just post whatever other people with lots of followers post, or they study the trends of what gets the most clicks. And then they do that thing, whether it reflects the real them or not. On or off of their brand, popular followers do anything that gets or keeps them in the limelight without regard to any consequences. It's just a me, 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 me show. So the paradox is leadership requires self-awareness, even selfishness, and popular follower behavior serves the insatiable ego. It's self-absorbed and self-serving behavior that doesn't need self-awareness because it doesn't necessarily benefit the individual. The actual identity of the popular follower is a mystery. So they have yet to explore what types of behaviors or values they truly enjoy themselves, not their personas, they as individual humans. So it is my hope that aspiring leaders consume this show. Raise It Up Why as a podcast looks to serve as a mecca to developing leaders and self-awareness is one of our cornerstones. This year, I think I'll touch on self-awareness just to make sure we're spreading that type of non-corny positivity that you always hear me talk about. And by the way, when I call something corny, I'm calling it corny because it's fake or it's inauthentic. A cornball as a person is a popular follower attempting to, ma to make believers out of leaders. We, uh, we're gonna spend 2020 calling out busters and uh, be prepared if a couple names come up that y'all might not wanna hear this year, my loves. But like my cousin, Maya Smith's The Do Shampoo states, realness in hip-hop and in life is sucker-free. And that's how we plan to stay all 2020. 
And those are my words of wisdom for today. And before, before I go. <laughs> we paying some dues, boo. Today, y'all like to know what I be using on my hair. Uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, y'all don't really uh, love this section because y'all can't see it, but hello, YouTube. YouTube, today I used the light. There are time. And then I used uh, Swagoo on my hair. These are my actual products, so I've broken the top on this one, and I can't find the top to this one. Just know, I really do be using the do, and I love it more than you knew. Um, owned by, created by... My wonderful cousin, Maya Smith, in Target, in Sally's Beauty, and in Walmart. Also find her products on Amazon.com, on IG, at I Love the Do, I-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-D-O-U-X. Uh, ladies or gentlemen with curls, try it out. You'll love it. And as you can see, I, my hair is straight, so before I blew out my hair, I used the light as a protectant uh, for my hair, um... That was number one. And number two, my nail. My nail. My homegirl. Now she's my homegirl, of course. Uh, Katie Nails Pasadena at, uh, at K-A-I. No, no, no. Come on, why? Here we go. At K-A-T-I-E underscore nails underscore Pasadena. P-A-S-A-D-E-N-A. This is who did my nails. I really enjoy her. I got like an ombre because my students told me, Miss, why you need like these types of nails, blah, 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 whatever. So I did an ombre look. This is gel extension. My own nails are currently growing healthily and beautifully right underneath these guys. Um, I like it because uh, some of you guys know I have eczema and I scratch a lot. So when I take these off, my nails are very sharp and I will scratch the shit out of myself. So this gel extension thing is very nice, and I enjoy it a lot. Uh, third but never least, where, where did EP go? Oh. The EP, YNEP. I have hard copy in my hand uh, for those uh, listening. However, you can go to anywhere music is streamed or downloaded. You can purchase and stream. And if you enjoy the project, truly do purchase and stream the project. Um, I, I, man, I love it. I still love listening to it today. Um, and of course, all things YN Vaughn are at W-Y-A-N-N-V-A-U-G-H-N.com. This that I'm holding up, YouTubers can see, is my 2018, no, it is 2018 release. My 2018 release, my second book of poetry called Write Out. I'm randomly opening it to a page that does not have a picture on it. And now I'm going to a page with a picture on it. And I want you all to get some of this in your life. Also, the ebook version is available on Amazon's Kindle and iBooks and other places that you can find shit like that. Couple dates, 
already told you about DC and New York. Y'all about to really get into this emotions life. Um, also, who's gonna love on me is uh, everybody that comes to the hip hop forum at Pasadena City College. Uh, that's gonna be February 27th, 6 p.m. Kravling Lounge. Uh, oh, I guess I should reveal the people. Cause yeah, we won't have another one on that same day. So we're gonna have Terrace Martin, DJ Pooh, Tiffany Goucher, and the wonderful uh, 1500 or Nothing squad. I'm pretty sure that means Rance and James that's gonna be there. There is a sneak peek individual or individuals who might come because people are uh, not knowing their schedules and if they'll be in town. However, uh, you might experience some very pleasant surprises if you bring your monkey ass on out <laughs> to this wonderful event at the Pasadena City College uh, uh, by the Ujima program and Blackadamia. Um, guys, it has been another amazing episode. Welcome to 2020. I'm so happy that you all are spending it with me. And with that, can't wait to see you next time. Stay real.